listen to your podcast. All right, welcome to episode 10 of Middle School Music, where old school meets new school. I'm your host, Fahan Balchi, and I'm here with my co-host, Dario Duet. Dario, how are you doing today? We've made double digits. We're double episode digits, 10. episode 10. <laughs> Hope you heard that. <laughs> yeah, big achievement for us. You know, what started off as an initial uh, uh, side project. Yeah. Um, ten, 10 episodes in. Exactly. 10 episodes in. I think we've, we've managed to cover some really interesting trends. We've looked at some interesting technology. We've looked at some interesting artist angles as well. But this episode, this is a special looking forward episode. You know, New Year's coming up. Uh, it's a good time for people to reflect and build resolutions. Uh, I'm interested always in kind of predictions and seeing what people think is going to happen in 2020. So this is going to be a relatively probably a shorter episode than than some of the previous ones. But we're going to try and focus our attention on what we're looking forward to and making some predictions for 2020. So Daria, why don't you why don't you maybe start us off? What are some of the things that you think are going to happen or that we're going to see or some of the trends you think that are going to stay active in 2020? So I'm expecting uh, as TikTok continues to dominate and disrupt the music industry, I'm expecting that to have a trickle down effect on the way that songs are constructed, the length of songs, and uh, you know, in the same way that streaming has affected them to bring the hook forward so that people listen to a song sooner so that they can monetize faster. I'm expecting to see TikTok's involvement as a platform, not necessarily TikTok the brand, but just the platform itself as to how people uh, not only think of writing new music, but also the virality of creating songs. I mean, a good example was uh, in, you know, earlier in 20, well, in the, the fourth quarter of 2019, didn't Kylie Jenner, like for yeah. 10 seconds, sing goodnight to her, her, her daughter, daughter yeah. and the next minute, Ariana Grande was singing this and that type of stuff. It's crazy. I mean, Little Nas X is the perfect example with Old Town Road. And I'm really excited to see whether this is just a fad or whether there's an opportunity for people to build sustainable careers in the industry because it's questionable still whether Little Nas X will be able to build longevity outside of his rodeo EP. Yeah, I think alongside that, I'm interested to see if artists are using new ways to monetize, right? Especially kind of when new songs come out. Uh, something we saw right at the end of 2019 is the new uh, Weekend track, yes. uh, where he kind of, on the same day of release, he also had a commercial with Mercedes uh, around that song. So it'll be interesting to see if, if artists, you know, who considerably don't have um, the same kind of commercial appeal or are looking to kind of build their brand, if they're experimenting with new ways to kind of monetize. Because if you're an artist like Elton John, sure, you have a huge back catalog. So you release a new track and all of a sudden you're able to monetize this huge back catalog. But for other artists who don't have the same kind of back catalog, it'll be interesting to see if they look for new ways to both distribute through something like TikTok, but also new ways to monetize their music as well. Completely. I, you know, I, I, I'm intrigued by Apple Music mm. and whether they have anything up their sleeve for next year. You know, Spotify has, has really, in my opinion, bloodied their nose in a big way. Uh, you know, I would have expected Jimmy Iovine considering his, 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 just his prominence and his work ethic uh, to, to have had more of an impact. But it's, rumor has it yeah. that he's not really that involved anymore? I mean, you know, Jimmy Iovine, for whatever you think of him, he's had a long and established career in the music industry. And I wonder if some of it is just kind of drawing to a natural conclusion around almost taking a back step um, on that side. It's interesting as well, like I think uh, Jay-Z coming on Spotify at the end of 2019 is also something that I wonder is signaling that, hey, actually Spotify is coming out the winner here. You know, so wh- whether, you know, the title 
kind of interaction or the title contract kind of stipulated that he needed to stay off of Spotify for some time or not, who knows? But at the same time, I think some of these are signals that actually some of the other uh, streaming platforms are recognizing that actually Spotify is coming out tops. Yeah, you know, on the event side of things, mm. I really hope to see that, you know, I think this has been an interesting year because we've had some big releases, but in my opinion, there's been nothing that's a, that's a classic. Mm. You know, last year was an interesting year because you had a lot of the big artists touring. This year, not so much, at mm. least in Europe. I'm hoping that next year, you know, we start to, to see more tours. We start to see some big releases. As mentioned before, you know, Kendrick Lamar, he hasn't released music for a very long time. So is that your prediction? Do you think 2020 we're going to see a new Kendrick album? I think 2020 for sure. I think okay. I, I read a stat the other day, you know, I can't quite remember the number, but it's the, the month. I think, but wait, I actually think it's been almost, it's been almost three years since his last um, release, since Damn, you know, not counting soundtracks. Sure. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, even if you count the Black Panther soundtrack, that's still like a year and a half ago, right, on that sense. So to see Kendrick, who was quite, you know, proliferant in terms of how many new songs, how much new work he was doing. I mean, I hope he's not kind of following down the, the, the Dr. Dre kind of prodigy oh. side where he's kind of going to be waiting and, and perfection being the enemy of the good in terms of releasing music, especially when you've got digital channels now where you can release at least a couple of tracks, an EP, a smaller length album and kind of iterate um, on top of that. Um, I'm lo- I think I'm going to make a couple of predictions here. I think 2020... We're going to see a new Jay-Z album. Uh, My bet is the fact that he's kind of come on to Spotify. Uh, Also, there's a great video clip of Stormzy on the Jonathan Ross show here in the UK where Stormzy's being interviewed and uh, the host asks him a question about Jay-Z appearing on um, the the London town. Yes, take it back to London. Take it back to London. And so um, Stormzy goes on this ramble about Jay-Z and Jay-Z being like his idol and Jay-Z being in the room and wanting to know about London and then him saying, actually, you know, you're not the right person to be on this track and how big a step that was for him. But I think the fact that even Jay-Z was in the recording studio with Stormzy and Ed Sheeran is a bit of a signal for kind of 2020. So I'm looking forward and hopeful that we're only starting now to kind of see hopefully the reemergence of, of Jay-Z. If, if 2019 had the, the emergence of Jesus uh, related Kanye West tracks. I'd be interesting to see if I'd be interested to see if if twenty twenty is the year we see Jay make a comeback. You talk of collabs. I would love to see the Mega Mix return. Oh boy! Uh, the Mega Mix. Uh, I don't know if any of you used to use uh, PDP file sharing back yeah. in the day. You know, we've we've spoken about piracy. You should take a listen. Talking of back catalogs, we have a good back catalog. Um, uh, and. Um, well, at least I think so. <laughs> you know, you would, you would have songs where you'd have like eight, nine artists on a track. Yeah. It was awesome. And I, I'm kind of hoping that maybe that that will, will, will start to happen again. Uh, you know, we are starting to see a lot more features, mm. feature-driven albums. I know before it was a sign of weakness uh, to some degree. I know the game, for example, been a king of features. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to go back to my episode one theory here. It's the end of a decade. Yeah. Right? It's the start of 2020. Dr. Dre's detox has yeah. been in discussion since 1999. He's had the prime of all the top artists in the hip-hop community, um, even non-hip-hop related. Uh, is it the time to put out a 20-year album of a, a, a 20-year disc set? I don't know. But there's a discography of, that it, didn't of a time that didn't have released music. Exactly. Of, of the of the peak of every artist's career. Maybe that's possible. I don't know. There's talk of 
you know, his involvement in Eminem's new album, with Kanye West's new album, Kendrick Lamar's new album. Is this maybe at Buster Rhymes exhibits? I mean, is he making a comeback? Because there's an article I read where he mentions that he believes it's it's at the moment it's a quantity over quality play, sure. and obviously he's too much on the other side. But I think it's about finding equilibrium. I do wonder though about the market because if you take someone like Anderson Park, who's this multi-talented yeah. guy, I mean, if this was the late '90s or the early 2000s, he would be massive, selling out stadiums yeah. now. And I just question whether the the industry in this current construct allows for that for someone like Anderson Park. That's a that's an interesting. I mean. I kind of draw reflections to artists like D'Angelo when I think about Anderson yeah. Pac, right? Not necessarily from a visual aesthetic yeah. perspective, but from like a niche um, kind of lane. Uh, the, the one thing that I read, so I'm reading the new Tribe Called Quest, or not so new, Tribe Called Quest uh, biography, um, and it was quite interesting. There's a point in there where he talks about Lucy Pearl, which is what Ali Shahid, who is one of the main members of a Tribe Called Quest, uh, he did this uh, joint where he started with Don from En Vogue, Ali Shaheed, and uh, one of the guys from Tony, 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 whose name escapes me right now. But yeah, so they created this super group called Lucy Pearl, and D'Angelo was actually supposed to be the original member of one of that group, and instead it was Don um, from En Vogue. And so it was interesting to, to kind of see that reflection. I kind of see that as Anderson Pock as well as sometimes somebody who's not necessarily a chameleon, but who fits in with whether it's a hip hop you know, kind of collab, or whether it's an understated kind of deep song as well, similar to what D'Angelo was doing in that sense. So it'll be interesting to see what the rest of Anderson Pock's career looks like. For sure. Uh, you know, something to mention, I'm not sure if you know, but TLC is touring again. Really? Uh, okay. Christina Aguilera is touring again uh, next year. I mean, maybe it's the, the comeback of the, of the 90s kids. Uh, Sorry, it's Raphael Sadiq, and people are not going to forgive me for not remembering that Raphael Sadiq was the original member of Tony 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 who joined uh, <laughs> who joined that, that super group Lucy Pearl. I'm sure they'll get over it. Oh, it's cool. I don't know. You haven't met my wife yet. <laughs> so on that note, um, I, I'm going to say that we're probably going to see some new Adele come out in 2020 as well. I mean, I think she's probably the last great kind of stadium artist from a classic pop perspective. And there's been rumors about her recording new music as well. I think we might see some new music from Adele. For um, sure. So. You know, funny fact about Adele was when Eminem released Walk on Water, which was the yeah. lead single from Revival with Beyonce, Adele was meant to do that hook, yeah. but she had a, a problem with the vocal cords. Vocals, yeah. Now, I personally believe that if Adele did it, it would have set a very different tone as a maturing rap hip-hop artist, and uh, it would have probably uh, done far better than the Beyonce version. Yeah. Um, not No criticism to Beyonce. Beyonce is uh, another interesting artist. My wife and I were having this conversation actually last night. Likewise, well, we were also talking were about, you, were you talking yeah, about my Beyonce's friend and I about the Netflix documentary. Funny, we were talking about, well, my wife had overheard some people on the tube talking about Beyonce as not necessarily being as relatable um, anymore to, uh, to new people just because, you know, her experiences aren't the shared experiences. Whereas somebody like Billie Eilish, yeah. know, as a teenager with angst or whatever, a lot more teens can kind of relate yes. to your Billie Eilish's than they can possibly to your Beyonce's and where she's at. Is, is talking about Billie Eilish, yeah. is the world just becoming more glum or depressed? Because, you know... Yeah, you've got your lows, you've got your Billie Eilish's. You've got Billie little peep. You got like, peep, yeah. you know, there was the emo stage in the early 2000s and you had your good Charlottes and whatever sure, it is. Sure. But, like, I find it quite interesting that that type of music, NF, yeah. like... It outsold the happy stuff. I mean, NF outsold Chance the Rapper. Like, I know there's always a place for it, and Eminem's quite depressing at times, too. Well, Marilyn Manson, yeah. Metallica, you know, death metal 
had the word death in it, right? Yeah. Like Ozzy Osbourne and the suicide stuff that, again, in a previous episode, we went deep on kind of the, the legal side and we talked about suicide rock yes. you know, with Judas Priest and with, um, you know, kind of artists like Ozzy Osbourne. So I don't think that's a new trend. It's just mm. a differently, I mean, seeing that become a pop music staple is yeah. a really interesting trend that way, right? So we've always had music, whether it was Nine Inch Nails, whether it was Ozzy Osbourne, whether it was Marilyn Manson, that kind of went towards the dark side of the experience of adolescence. Mm. I think seeing that in a pop angle um, is quite interesting. And I wonder if that's a trend we'll see continue in 2020. Yeah, totally. You know, I don't know. Um, I think the way that the industry, the pace of change mm. is so fast these days because of the tech platforms that allow for it. What I would hope to see in 2020 is that, you know, for example, some of the businesses we've spoken about in early episodes, for them to come to the forefront and for new monetization models totally. to emerge for artists. Because I think that's the one thing that's lacking. You know, artists only earn around 12% of the money that they make off their own tracks. And uh, it would be great to see an opportunity where those artists are able to actually monetize um, off their efforts at a better rate than maybe what they have historically and currently within the market. Now, I know that, uh, you know, some platforms have kind of pushed an agenda to try and ensure that publishers and artists and everyone are being paid, you know, well. And some, some platforms like Spotify are resisting that because it affects their bottom line. Mm. Um, so it's a real balancing act. But I, I do feel that the, the democratization of, of music distribution mm. is also encouraging education. And that's something which previously didn't exist in the industry to some large degree, where rock artists in particular, think of Aerosmith, think of even the Stones, you know, they were given their drugs, they were given their cars, they were given whatever it is, and that was it. You know, the fruits and flowers budget was the most prominent yeah. thing uh, in the financial statements of the label, and everyone else just kind of went on with it. And uh, it's, it's nice to see now that artists are thinking, you know, I, need to, I deserve to be rewarded for my efforts. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to see, I mean, you know, kind of podcasters are able to kind of monetize directly in a lot more kind of an easier way and then they're able to distribute off of whether it's Stitcher or whether it's Spotify or others. Yeah. And I wonder if you're going to see from a technology perspective and a distribution perspective, some of the more kind of independent artists kind of recognizing that actually, you know, this might be a better way to actually kind of get my music out there and to make money from my music. And I wonder if the labels will be kind of having to piggyback off that and kind of work with these artists in different ways to maybe help them kind of monetize outside. It's interesting like when you've got and I kind of draw the sports analogy a lot of times, right? Where you've got like an independent athlete who signs with the team, but they have an agent who helps them also find stuff outside of the actual mm, kind of athletic mm. space. And I wonder if we'll see more and more of that in music. And that's kind of where I was going with the kind of the earlier mention around the weekend and Mercedes. I wonder if you'll see independent artists trying to kind of capitalize more on their music from um, you know kind of alternative sources of revenue and that might be where the labels actually play a part is hey let me connect you with this brand here let me let me connect you with this kind of way to to stream music whether it's through Fortnite and gaming or whether it's actually in a venue yeah as well it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues well i mean now podcasting is an interesting topic i mean joe joe budden's podcast is number one yeah i mean not to start a beef with Joe Budden, he'll probably do well for numbers. <laughs> but like, I think his podcasting has been more prosperous for him than his rap career. His rap career. Uh, he may beg to differ. But I remember listening to an interview uh, of Kurt Becker, who was the previous CEO of Naspers. Yeah. And he talked about how, and I've written about this actually, 
that tech progression is actually cyclical and not linear. And if you look at audio and entertainment and content distribution now, hmm. part of Spotify is making concerted efforts to be a podcasting platform. Yeah. Even the new version is Spotify Music and Podcasts. Yeah. Right? Back in the day, people used to huddle around a radio to listen to stories that were told. Yeah, talk radio was exactly. a trend on your AM or on your FM kind of radio station. And what and what what's happening now? Yeah, totally. Spotify's acquisitions this year, the the evolution of podcasting. Are we going to start moving more towards that end of the market? Yeah, I mean, I think like you know we've talked a lot here at Anthemus around bundling and unbundling of services. Right? Yes. Um, our colleague David Galbraith is kind of one of these kind of thinkers who's talked a lot about kind of how industries go through these cycles and how you get these bundling and unbundling. And I wonder if where we are in that cycle from a media perspective. And it feels like we're just at the start of the bundling up again. Um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be far fetched for me to kind of see somebody like Netflix enter this game yeah. as well, maybe through an acquisition or whatnot um, around that as well. So we'll be we'll be interesting to see kind of what happens uh, as a result of that. Totally. I think uh, I think there's a lot on the tech side of the industry that that could change for 2020. And I think there are a couple of tricks up a few of the platform sleeves. I agree with you. I think it is becoming this Jay-Z onto, Jay-Z onto Spotify move, despite the fact that at surface level, you know, it's cool that Jay-Z's on, on, on Spotify, I can listen to the Black Album. Yes. Um, you know, but, but it's, it's, the other platforms aren't going to go down without a fight. You know, mm. the Deezers and Apple Music, again, I don't know what's going on there. I'll, I'll be very curious. I wish I could find out. I mean, let, I can do some digging. <laughs> um, you know, see, see what's happening. I think from a release perspective, uh, there's a ton of new opportunities uh, that, are, that are in the pipeline. Is there anything in particular, Farhan, that you are looking forward to? In terms of releases? Yeah, that you, you know, think could happen. I, I, you know, I'm really curious to see the international collaboration kind of trend continue. So, you know, back in the day, you had artists like Sean Paul kind of coming together with artists, I don't know, like... Blue Faith, Cantrell. Yeah, like Blue Cantrell, exactly. And, and that didn't feel like as much of a reach as somebody like BTS with Halsey yeah. feels like a reach. As much as like your J Balvin's, as much as your, you know, kind of Daddy Yankees and Snow coming together. One of the top songs. Yeah, one of the top YouTube streams. One of the top YouTube streams, right? And, and the video side of things as well. You know, I'm interested to see Burna Boy and some of these other, you know, kind of African artists as well as Asian artists starting to, to kind of continue that trend of collaborating um, with kind of more established Western in terms of European and North American. Yeah, I, and you know, like we've spoken about Drake before mm. and I don't listen to a lot of Drake, clearly, because he's not in my top five. Um, this year, but my decade year. had Drake as, as a top artist. I don't have a decade thing because, uh, you know, see, I, when I moved here, yeah. I didn't have Spotify. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'm sad. Uh, but maybe it's if you, if you track all my, all my yeah. kind of hardware music. So, so, uh, what? It's on my hard drive. Yeah, music yeah. on my hard drive might be different. Anyway, um, Drake, in my opinion, has really been at the forefront of that cross-border yeah. collaboration. And One Dance was a good direction. That and was my song of the decade, actually. Oh, really? It was One Dance by Drake. Man, I remember when that song got released. Totally. And I remember putting it on a USB, and oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 uh, so are you seeing that you think Drake will come out with something new next year? Is that what... Who knows? I mean, I listened to the Scorpion album, actually, admittedly, properly cover to cover for the first time. I don't think it's great, personally. No. I didn't like Views, either. I mean, yeah. um, Take Care... I believe Take Care, as well as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West, were both declared the album of the decade by two different brands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think Drake will probably release something. I mean, but to be fair, the UK market, he has wrapped around his finger. Uh, you know, what he did, like, six consecutive shows this year. I mean, do you really need to... Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to that story about back catalog, right? Like, I mean, I think, like, seeing somebody like Drake come back into our faces with new music will hopefully kind of pump up his old back catalog Definitely. sales um, as well, so, or streams as well. So it'll be interesting to see if he follows that trend and if he's an artist that comes out next year. I mean, I think, you know, he's had that issue with uh, Tyler, the Creator's fans at that uh, festival that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. It'll be interesting to see if he can recover from that and actually kind of show that he's still an artist at the cutting edge and what kind of collaborations he's able uh, to put together in that way. And and that's kind of why I'm interested in Jay-Z. I was like listening back um, to him being released now on Spotify and seeing that actually he started off with artists like Q-Tip and artists like Beanie Siegel and having producers like Pharrell and producers like Timbaland. But he went through and he had, you know, kind of the, um, you know, kind of the Rick Rubens and doing 99 Problems through to modern day, you know, with Kanye West doing Paris and, you know, kind of that trend yeah. of more kind of beats driven, you know, kind of drum machine driven music rather than samples music. And I'm, that's why I'm interested in him as an artist, because he's got 20 years of back catalog that I want to see if he kind of reinvents himself. Uh, in another way maybe who knows maybe a BTS Jay-Z collaboration that might be imagine I would love to see the resurgence you know you're talking about guys coming back into the game of of Scott Storch and Timberland Mm -hmm. not working with with niche artists but being mainstream again I mean remember Timberland uh, with Shock Value 1 and Shock Value 2 and uh, you know you had three in the pipeline that fell away those were I mean he, I don't know. Man. I think you're stretching there to kind of say a Timbaland comeback. I mean, I mean, if, if you've if you've seen Timbaland recently, and not to start a beef with Timbaland, <laughs> but I think he's enjoying more donuts than he might be production. Joe Button and Timbaland. No, oh, no, God. now we're causing trouble. I'm all right. I'm all right. I, you know what? I'm really curious to see who the next year's Billie Eilish is as well. Like, who's the new artist that kind of comes in, has kind of been lying low, has been getting maybe a little bit of buzz, and just pops through. Yeah. And, and seeing like which artists are more likely. To kind of come through and just build themselves. I mean, you know, we we have an episode in the back catalog of, um, you know, kind of uh, rhythm and flow. Yeah. Right. It'll be interesting to see the rhythm and flow artists and see them release some music next year as well. So there's there's the opportunity for those artists to come up and maybe create a name and create a lane for themselves as well. Agreed. You know, but I was thinking about it last night. So D Smoke's featured on a track from the game. I, he sounds like a young Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I just think the problem there is that you you sound too generic. And, you know, sure, we don't have labels these days and you can do what you want, but labels weren't always wrong and it's about being different. And it's the one thing I notice always when I see buskers here in London, I think to myself, man, it's about the show, it's about the spectacle, it's yeah. about the performance as well. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, I, look, it's hard enough to have a good voice, but when everyone has a good voice, what's your point of differentiation? You're singing a sappy love song with a guitar standing in Piccadilly Circus, whatever, man. You know, I, I don't necessarily think D Smoke, I mean, because I think you're right around his you know, kind of angle and being very close to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'm interested to see if the other four are able to kind of create a lane as well. Like with a lot of these, um, you know, kind of music competitions, it's not necessarily the winners yeah. who end up being yeah. the big artists. It's sometimes, you know, the person who went out as sixth or the person who went out as seventh who's able to really kind of capitalize on that marketing opportunity that you get with something like uh, a Rhythm and Flow. And, and I think the, the rumors are that there will be a season two yeah. of that show as well. So that's something else to look forward to in 2020. All right, so I think we've got a heck of a lot in terms of predictions, in terms of trends, in terms of things we're looking forward to seeing in 2020. Dario, thank you so much for a great 2019. 
uh, with starting middle school music with me. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at middle school underscore music. That's at MDLSKL underscore music. You can find me on Twitter at Farhan Lalji. Dario, where can the good listeners find you? You can find me um, on a beach in Cape Town. <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter on at Dario underscore DeVette with a W. And, and you know, just one thing is, is we have, we've, what, we've had over 21 countries listen to us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we love the organic feedback that people are providing on Twitter and even just on our personal accounts. Uh, it's great. We appreciate you listening and we look forward to, to 2020 with you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>